0: weekend is here and we're breaking down the teams that you're passionate about oh really this is the saturday show on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: Many golden slim shadiness
0: on the real stadium you want the slim shadies are just dimards wanting so want the real slim shady, please stand up these stand up these stand up i i'm slim shadiness the real stadium welcome back to the saturday show great poll here because anybody who watched Travis Hansen play in the early 2000s for BYU basketball he was walk around like he was slim shady so, that's a good call. On yeah. The music here. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Travis Hansen was with DJ and PK yesterday talking about the BYU Cougars as they get ready to take on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. He's actually very high on BYU's chances in the NCAA tournament. You'll hear that uh, during this interview. even has some thoughts on the Utah Jazz and a unique connection he has with current Jazz GM Justin
2: Zanuck. Oh, cool. That's interesting to hear. So, let's yeah, get to let's it. Let's get to it. So, here you go.
0: Travis Hanson with DJ and PK yesterday.
3: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. We are joined now by Travis Hansen, the former Cougar. Travis, good morning. Good morning. What's up, <laughs>
4: DJ and PK?
1: Travis Hanson, he sat next to Brian Santiago last night, two of the biggest hotheads that I know. Isn't that right, Travis. <laughs> Uh, what? No <laughs> way.
4: Maybe, maybe Brian. Brian needs to control himself a little more. But so me, me, I'm just a mellow guy.
1: <laughs> maybe now, but not then.
4: <laughs> Brian Brian Santiago is one of the greatest dudes. He was our director of operations when I played there. Yes, he was the best director of operations I think in the history of BYU. He's just one of my best friends and a phenomenal human man. It was, it was great to sit by him last night.
3: You're trying to make up for calling him crazy. Is that the deal? Exactly.
4: Okay. Yeah, yep. We went to Spain and Italy this uh, last fall with our wives. It was, it was a fantastic experience, and we met up with the BYU team in Italy. So no, Brian, man, BYU's lucky to have him. He's awesome.
1: Both of you, Espanol, too, huh?
4: Yeah. Well, he's Puerto Rican. I'm, <laughs> I'm Chilean. I'm, I got that Real Madrid. It's a little, so little bit of a difference a dif- there. A little different Spanish, but yeah, man, he's he's a great human and does speak to Espanol.
3: So, as we sit here waiting for BYU to play Gonzaga, are you surprised that the Zags are this good? And are you surprised
4: that BYU is this good? Well, I'll start off with BYU. No, I told you guys Pope's a stud, man. You did. I was playing for the Hawks. He was playing for the Nuggets. It was the first time I ever met him. And he's just, you know, special. Some people are just born to coach and, and you know he has all the attributes and skills and talent and and he's paid the price left medical school two years in and went to take a you know basic assistant director of operations job and and his has made the grind you know you work hard and good things happen he's worked really hard i think he's got probably the best staff i would say top 10 best staffs in the nation um chris burgess going to be a next, you know, future head coach. Cody Feger probably could have been already, and Nick Robinson already has been, so, you know, I think BoU special. To what they've been able to get out of these guys, I mean, obviously the players have played and they've made plays, but, man, you know, there are, there are no bad teams, only bad leaders, and these guys these guys are a great team and Pope's the best. Uh, and then the Gonzaga, they're always good. What are you going to do, man? I don't know how they do it. Mark Fuse figured a nice little formula out to get those guys to play in a system. And no matter who leaves and who comes back and who comes in, I mean, they're just able to play to the strengths of the players they do have. And I mean, they're top five perennial school every year. It's crazy what they've been able to accomplish over there.
1: So my thought for you is that regarding them making the NCAA tournament, which clearly seems to be possible and I trust in your evaluation because you have been right for many times over over the years during the relationship that we've had. You've proven it to me. So I want to ask you, is this team capable of winning one, two, three games in the NCAA tournament, zero? Where do you fall on that one?
4: Well, you know, it's a difficult question because, it, you know, based on your bracket and your positioning and, and your seed and, you know, where you play and different things. But, um, you know, some of that's just luck. Um, you know, I I I was a good player, you know, I was, you know, but there were great players, and you know, some of them are in jail, some of them didn't have the right coach, the right system, some of them got injured, and so you you do gotta put luck in there, you know, just quates into life sometimes, but but I think hands down, no matter where they go, they can win two games. Now they're in a better and it a good bracket, and they get lucky and a couple other teams win that shouldn't have, and they get good placements, um, and with no injuries, and all these things, and man, I think they could win three or four. Oh! <laughs> I, I like have them. a drink like of that.
3: <laughs> you have left I me like... mom- momentarily <laughs> speechless. I did not have a, I did not see that coming.
4: Yeah, I just think, you know, they're, they're special in the fact that they're pretty mature um, as a team. You know, they got a lot of seniors, and a lot of guys have been through the ups and downs. And you know, physically, you got to have the talent, but I think even more important, you got to have the mental side, the emotional side. And Jake Toulson, you know, the oldie child, TJ Haas, I mean, I don't think it's Alex Barcelo, getting you know what he's been through in his life. I mean, I don't think it gets more emotional. And so these guys are very stable. They're consistent. They they're not going to get rattled and you know, two minutes left and they're tied. They've been through enough hard games. And they just continue to get really, really efficient. Uh, T.J. Haas was, is the most surprising player to me. I mean, he was he was good last year, but he's become a phenomenal player. Uh, barely makes any mistakes. It's like a coach's dream. You're not going to make too many mistakes. You're going to make the right decision every time. And then he's he's shooting a very high percentage and, and leading in a phenomenal way. So you got Yoli. You got Kobe. Uh, what's going to hurt him is Dalton nixon he's got to get back, but you know I think that's very questionable so then Gavin Baxter's got to play and Gavin's been out for so long so I think expectations would be to win two I think it would be phenomenal uh, if Dalton Nixon somehow surprisingly gets back and Gavin Baxter you know somehow gets the rhythm back and without playing for so long and and is able to contribute then you could win three and possibly four if you get you know, some some good placements.
3: So, Pope's doing all this uh, good work. Obviously, he's caught a lot of people's eye already, and the stuff you're predicting for the NCAA tournament would definitely turn heads. He's coached in multiple parts of the country. He's got the NBA pedigree. So, people are going to come calling. Is this going to be a long-term thing at BYU, or could it be as short as uh, Tucker at Colorado and one and done? Because places he was an assistant are having terrible seasons and. I mean, he could be just what the doctor ordered for a lot of people in college basketball.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have plenty of options. I think he had other options besides B O U. Uh, if he would have stayed another year at UVU, I think he would have even had more. Uh, there's, he's special. What are you going to do? You know, there's guys like this that come around and, you know, with the NBA pedigree, and his wife is awesome. Um, you know, when I played in the NBA, before I did 21 workouts before the NBA draft, and, the, and I noticed the best of the best teams like when I went they flew me out with Chicago Bulls and I played one on one with Dwayne Wade and they were looking at us as you know top 2 or 3 guards in the draft uh they asked us many times about our wives and they actually flew mine in and interviewed her and so I I think I think people understand how important uh your wife is and your support system around you not only you know, they're they're going to allow you to put the time in to be great, but also, uh, they're, they're kind of your psychiatrists, your wives. You know, you start a company, you play professional sports, you do anything in life. You at some point you want to quit. You know, at some point things get hard, and, and you come home. And if she's stable and in a uh, you know plays that role, which Liam Pope has got to be, you know, one of the best at it. And so Mark Pope has an incredible support system around him, which is going to allow him to, you know, do his job. Um, so I think Pope's special. I think I think BYU's special. I played, you know, around the world in every NBA arena and against, you know, many, many, many teams and I don't know how much better it gets. Uh, Tom Homo, Brian Santiago, the student section, you know, I, I, I would go as far to say is BYU is the best place I've ever played. Now Real Madrid was pretty phenomenal the tradition and the history the amenities the private planes um, and it's how they treated us but up probably in line with Real Madrid which is like the Lakers of Europe uh, BYU you know the amenities the locker room the staff how they treat you how much they want to win uh it's just a special place and so and Pope knows that he's been around the way He's played a lot of different places, you know. Unless and, and it's his old school Kentucky, which I think they just signed, you know, Talipari <laughs> to a lifetime deal. I think we have a good chance of keeping him.
1: Well, if he gets some uh, offers, then uh, maybe some uh, mucho, mucho dinero, D. Hansen uh, familia.
4: <laughs> Pope's gonna get paid, you know, <laughs> one way or another. Whether it's, <laughs> if he keeps if he keeps doing his job, right. Like, which he's which he's done this year, and besides losing to Utah, which it still makes me sick every time we lose to those guys, we should have beat them. What were we up sixteen? Yeah. Sorry uh, anyways, uh, that was the only bad loss. I thought Utah's horrible. So, <laughs> have they won- I don't even know how, to say. how many games have they won this year. Oh, guys, man. Um, you know, besides that loss, Pope's done his job, and he's going to get offers, and he's going to get looks, and and. You know, but it it's early on in the contracts, and mm-hmm. but we are lucky, man. They 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 did nail a great guy who's a great coach.
1: Eminem still throwing shade at the Utes.
3: Yeah, here they <laughs> here they come, Travis Hansen, be whack.
4: That yeah. didn't take long.
3: People were at the keyboard, poised, waiting for that.
4: Yeah, those guys. You know, they they try really hard. They try to be good. They try to. They just. They're the second tier, you know. <laughs> what, what are you going to do?
1: Uh, you can punch them.
4: <laughs> no, we don't punch. Nick, Nick, you know, made a little mistake, but come on. You, you know how many times I've been punched in games and elbowed? And they're they were kind of babies. Well, I was that was just
3: in the situation. warmups
1: by the Utes.
4: Yeah, who's a
3: who's the freshman who uh, went after Van Horn and got mixed up at the Huntsman? Nate, Nate Cooper. Yes, there it is. Nate Cooper is a blast from the past.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's all fun stuff. I mean, this is, you got you got fun you stuff. got grown men fighting over an orange ball. You should see what I saw in Europe the Greece and M80s and fire batteries being thrown at you, and water bottles. I mean, they have like protection uh, uh, behind the, the bench so that you don't get smacked in the head. You know. And up here, we you know, someone gets in a little tussle and everyone goes crazy. So, (laughs) Christoliak, you know, come on, man, that guy's tough. I don't know what he was crying about. Those things were like little tiny incidences there, which you just enjoy the game and sometimes sometimes there's fights.
1: Travis, it got got so nasty they had to take a year break, buddy.
4: Oh, that's lame. You know, in Greece, we're playing Panathinaikos Olympiakos. The two best teams in Greece. And it got so crazy that a fan tore a seat that was bolted and nailed down, tore a sheet out of the concrete up in the stands and hit another fan and killed him. Oh, that that's crazy. That's a whole nother level. And and they didn't quit playing. They didn't delay it. They didn't what they they, they did stop that game. But the next, like I think a week later, had a moratorium to calm everyone down. And the next game, the fans just weren't allowed in, and they still played the game. And then after that, they kept on going. And so, I mean, that's crazy. That's a whole other level of, you know, things you shouldn't do. But, you know, little fights between the games and guys getting heated. These are all young kids that are learning, and they're feisty and competitive. Come on, man. You let the guys play, for heaven's sake. It makes it fun. I've been way, way bigger tussles than any of that stuff that went on. So I'm glad they're back playing, you know? Glad that everyone came to their senses, and it's a great rivalry, and it's fun to watch, and it, and it entertains us all, which is what it's all about.
3: You are a Utah lifer. You are a Utah County kid, and that means that you can't help but follow the Utah Jazz. And I know that you know enough people in basketball that you're following a few other teams, too. And so I'm curious, when you see... Uh, LeBron calling the shots now in L.A. and acquiring teammates, <laughs> even if they happen to be under contract and have to be tampered with and leveraged out of New Orleans. And then you look at Houston dealing Capella and going all in on small ball. And you look at some of the other storylines in the West. Uh, Kawhi getting back to Southern California. He's a he's a Mountain West guy, so you follow him a little bit too. Who's going to come out of the West? Who's the best?
4: Ooh, I'm a, I'm a huge Dennis Lindsay fan, by the way. Phenomenal person really 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 good at his job justin zanuck was one of two agents i almost went with i ended up going with bill duffy but justin zanuck was here uh man back in 03 and we went to ruby river down in provo he tried to tried to sign me um the jazz have done a phenomenal job year after year of just building uh a great team around them and I, i really like how they play um you know, I love to see Donovan and Rudy as all stars. Uh, the Lakers are special. You know, I, I think the Lakers and Clips will be the two teams that come out of the West. You know, I think Houston's good. I, I love Luka Doncic. So here, here's a story. So Luka Doncic, he's like him and uh, and Miro Kic who's with Barcelona. We're playing with Brandon Davies, uh, which shout out to all the former alumni, Tyler Hawes and Bilbao Spain and Davies, in Barcelona and Elijah Bryant, Israel all these guys are, you know, it's just so fun to see them continue to play and provide for the families and make some money playing this beautiful game. But, but I'm, I'm in Real Madrid playing with Pablo Prigioni and Etre Messina is our, is our head coach and Mira Kits and Luca, they sign, they come in and they, they're in one practice and Coach said that they you know, they're young, so they made a few mistakes and Ettore Messina says, You guys are you guys are soft. You guys are soft, you know, and his Italian accent. You soft. you know, you'd soft like we need a poo. You know, we need a poo And kicked him out of practice and put him down to the junior team. And they weren't allowed they weren't allowed to play with us. Now both of them you know, kids played with the Bulls, signed fifty million, now he's with Barca and Luca obviously is an all star and unbelievable. So Coaches sometimes make mistakes with these young kids, but it's been fun to see Luca play so well and, and come out of uh, one of the best teams in Europe, Real Madrid, to, to show what he can do on the, on the big stage. But, oh, man, Philly's struggling. I would say Toronto, Milwaukee, Lakers clips, and, you know, see who gets, who gets the NBA championship. But most likely whoever comes out of the west is going to win it so i'd say lakers or clippers
1: you know way back when the international player seemed like a specialist and he was deemed as just a soft perimeter guy uh, you know you go back 20 years when you were growing up somewhere along the line it it obviously changed and these kids coming over are ballers what do you think was the difference Based on your foreign experience now, when you bring in players like a Doncic or whatever, they're not soft. They're actually big-time ballers as opposed to just being a, you know, a standalone jump shooter back in the day.
4: Yeah, you'd have to credit the League, and then, and then obviously the American influence over there. When, when I first went over in, in 2006, um, it depended on the team, but they were pretty soft still. And it was that soccer influence. I think you know they're trying to draw the foul constantly. They're throwing their head back. They're you know anyone is sets a pick. And Americans, we come over and we're strong and athletic and we play tough ball. And Europeans, they're more technical. You know they're a lot more like soccer with passing and spacing and you know and and way less aggressive and way less physical. And the combination of the two over the years, you can see these European players have adapted, that they know. And I think a lot of these Europeans coming over here are not having great success because, because the game is different. Um, you know, they've, they've picked up on that, and coaches over there, there's been a ton of American influence from coaches like David Blatt. And so they've prepared these kids a lot better for what the NBA is like because the NBA is much more athletic and much more physical than Europe is. And you know what lucas six, seven lucas six seven, you know, two thirty, yeah, and you've got the body, and so then then it's just the mental, emotional understanding, like dude you're you're gonna get pounded, and these guys are gonna come right at you, and it's gonna be physical, and you can't you know if they. If they hit you and you throw your head back and the ref doesn't call it, you know you can't flop and fall down and roll around like it's soccer. You gotta, you know, man up and be tough. And hey, been able to handle it. Check, fun.
3: check Twitter. I just saw something that made me think of you. You were gonna laugh when you see this. There's a guy, there's a guy faking an injury, flopping and rolling around, and a guy on the opposing team gets right next to him and mocks him second for second. I mean, it's like it's like instant replay. Like two seconds later, it's hilarious.
1: Yep. Travis, yeah, you,
4: you're soccer, one of a kind. Basketball.
1: You're one of a kind, dude. Because these guys who go over and serve missions, or they serve in Europe, or uh, play in your case, play in Europe, they come back and they think they're all soccer guys. You served somewhere, South America, I think, and then went over and played. And you come back, and you're still blasting soccer. I love you, Travis
4: Hansen Tiamore. <laughs> no, I love you guys. Man, DJ PK, how long have we known each other? 20 20 years. Yeah. It's amazing yeah, how, right. how good you guys are at your job, and people love you, and I love listening to you. I love your, your takes. Um, you guys are super smart, and Utah's lucky to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Travis,
3: although we just got someone who says Travis Hansen is a bleep. He's but you not. know
1: what? Yeah, he He's is, been, but in a nice he, way.
4: You
3: know, <laughs> see, Travis you know has been getting called that for 20 years. It's like, wait a minute.
4: Am I alive? Am Dave I still Rose alive? Called him Travis, that. you're a bleep. Like, woo! Okay, good. It's a day that ends in you Y. Know what? You know, I'm 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 in Salt Lake last weekend. My my little girl's playing in a volleyball tournament. She's nine. I go uh, to the bathroom. Guy in the bathroom. I'm at the urinal. Guy in the bathroom says, "Are you Tra- you Travis Hansen?" I said, "Yeah. What's up?" He's like, "I hated you. I hated you." I said, "Oh, mom, for what?" You know. He said, "I'm a Ute fan. I hate you. You guys played so tough, and I think we lost five times out of six when you were there." So much respect, but I hated uh, having uh, beat you beat my team. You can live with that. So you know, yeah, I can live with that. That was, that was nice. That was a nice gesture. So to all the Ute fans, you know, we're just gonna keep winning. What are you gonna do? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I can already. I, I don't even have it's to, to check Twitter. Better. I don't have to check Twitter. They're gonna they're gonna tweet back. We're gonna keep playing football nine in a row. Ten is coming. Come on, you know where that's going. Yeah,
4: I don't. I don't even. I don't
3: know. I'm a basketball guy. That's All I care about. <laughs> Let's go. You'll care when they win. You know you will.
4: In the meantime, yeah. No, it. Football's had our number for a while. It's been good. They've 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 destroyed us. So, but what goes around comes around. You know, it's seasons of the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's because they're led by a BYU guy though.
4: Yeah, Kalani's. I, I'm a big fan of Kalani. They'll figure it out. You know, and sometimes it's luck. You know, that's why you play sports. That's why. You, that's why you play the game. That's why even we all think the Lakers and Clippers should be in the finals and will be in the finals. That's why you play the game. The Jazz never, have a chance. You never know. Why not? You never know. That's why I predict BYU beats Gonzaga Saturday night. I know it's tough. I know Gonzaga is really good, but oh, not having Dalton hurts. But I think I think it, I'm a big believer, man. So got to believe to achieve. Let's go BYU.
1: Yeah, I hope you're right.
4: Thank you, Travis. Thanks, boys. Always good to talk to you.
2: There you go. Travis Hansen, former BYU player, professional basketball player. A lot of fun stuff in that interview.
0: Loves mixing it up with Utah fans. Yes,
2: he does. And uh, if you only caught part of that on our show, head over to 1280 zone.com or on the app mm-hmm. and uh, download that interview and take a listen. Uh, coming up on the other side, Jake, let's get into tonight's game. Utah Jazz taking on the Houston Rockets. Uh, should be a big one tonight here at the Smart Home Arena. A rare home-and-home home back-to-back. Yes. That's more not, it's less rare now in the new NBA scheduling, but we've got one tonight. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about last night's game and how the Jazz can rebound from that. That's all coming up here on the Saturday Show on the Zone Sports Network. To the Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network. I'm Adrian Leiser here with Jay Catch. Big thanks to Travis Hansen who joined the uh, DJ PK earlier in the week. BYU taking on Gonzaga tonight at the Marriott Center. Uh, Jay Catch will be down there covering that for the station as he does for all of our BYU coverage. Jake, you uh, do a great job covering that for the station every single day. And also check out the locked on cougars podcast you do appreciate that and uh, he does a great job with that and uh yeah you'll have fun tonight yeah It'll... last game you'll be working this year
0: uh yeah well yeah barring something crazy happening sure
2: yeah because yeah. uh they go on the road right
0: yes they're on the road next week at at
2: pepperdine down there in malibu that's not a bad place to finish out your season no that so. is not that's about one of the or if not the prettiest campus in this entire country it's it's
0: right up there yep. it is glorious
2: um last night jake the jazz they lost to the um who are they san antonio spurs <laughs> who, just, are, who they? are they who are they <laughs> it just a uh ugly ugly game for the jazz the spurs got the best of them came out we're up by 20 most of the game if not in that area yeah uh the jazz cut it to four at one point earlier in the game and then the spurs just
0: yeah in the second quarter they got within four and the in spurs the, just, just a sem- lot
2: of turnovers a lot of mistakes it a
0: 17 to 2 run there
2: yeah Might have been bigger than and that. It was just not uncharacteristic of yeah. the jazz that we've seen for most of the season so you're kind of hoping that um if you're coming to the game tonight you're kind of hoping that it's a one-off sort of thing that happens to every team you know you just kind of go through these lulls right now uh Important game going on in the Western Conference, Jake. Sacramento is up by five over the Clippers. Now, the Clippers are playing hardly anyone today.
0: Did they said everybody?
2: Um, yeah, they, uh, I know Beverly was out. I know, let's see. Uh, this their starting lineup. Kawhi is playing, uh, but you got Morris in the starting lineup, Zubots, Jackson, Shamit in your starting lineup. So, no Paul George tonight, no, uh, No, Patrick Beverly, as well as others. So they've got 29 out of Kawhi right now, but they, oh, they actually just took the lead. My score refreshed. They are up by one. But if you're a Jazz fan, you're hoping that the Sacramento Kings figure out a way to win that game. Yeah. Just for standing sake, because the Jazz are now fourth in the West. They missed a chance last night to gain a game on the Denver Nuggets as the Thunder beat the nuggets yeah you would have you would have nice win by the thunder back at two yep and uh, that's a nice win by the thunder and they they've been a surprisingly good team sixth seed in the west i you know that's about probably as good as they are but good for them you know they're running this uh chris paul Shea gilgis alexander and uh uh, dennis Mm Schroeder lineup three guard thing and uh i gotta be honest billy donovan He's been coached circles around him by Quinn Snyder as they've met up over the years. But he's doing a nice job this year And yeah. without Russ. so
0: Well, Oklahoma City was left for dead.
2: Yeah. Like, after Russ left. And they pick up down. that giant contract from Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. What did we all expect? The, it was just going to be a throwaway season? Well, we'd seen Chris Paul. His hamstrings had just given
0: out on him the last yeah. two seasons. So you felt like, okay, he is officially kind of falling off that cliff here. But yeah, credit to Oklahoma City—they battled. But you're right, Adrian. There was an opportunity last night, lost big time for the Jazz. And now you come up against what most Jazz fans probably considered to be the opponent they like to see least on the schedule.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you lose to any team twice in a row, there's always the oh, we could beat them this time, and there's yeah. redemption there. But maybe you just don't want to see them. Yeah, at least in the first round, and you don't want to see the
0: Houston Rockets on your yeah. on your playoff
2: dock. and. uh Last night, they play a team in the Spurs who are fighting for the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Still, you know They're still alive, but they live in the mid-range. Correct. They live on tough defense. They have a uh, nice bench. Well, tonight, Jake, it's another story. The Rockets, they are three-pointers. They are isolation. <laughs> they are small ball. Yeah. So, kind of a tough turnaround, I think, for the Jazz tonight. Because
0: uh, you're— well, On a quick back-to-back. Yeah, because what you're talking about is it's two different distinct styles. Yeah. Like, Greg Popovich's teams have kind of bucked the trend of what uh, NBA teams like to do, and that's shoot the three at a high clip. They shot the three in terms of percentages last night very good, 10 to 20, 50%, that's good. But they're not putting up 40-plus threes like we've seen the Jazz and the Rockets do this season at points. So tonight, yeah, it is an interesting turnaround in terms of styles. I do like what the Jazz did last time against the Rockets, bringing guys like Juwan Morgan in to kind of defend against that small ball lineup that the Rockets brought in. You mentioned this earlier in the show. They put Rudy Gobert on Russell Westbrook for a minute to really just harass him and run him off of uh, – make him really play in the mid-range where yeah. he is least efficient. Hopefully the Jazz can use that game plan, and it, it's effective because you need to win.
2: Yeah, and, the, you know, they got that – they. I don't know. I don't want to say they stole a win from the Rockets it a couple was, weeks ago, but I mean it was an incredible yeah. shot by Boyan Bogdanovich and double I coverage. And
0: still don't know how he got it off. Yeah, and
2: a big play by uh, PJ Tucker in the mm-hmm. corner. The play before, and it Correct. was an exciting game. And I think the Rockets they're going to come in motivated tonight. They are, and it uh, should be a good one. And it's such it's such contrasting styles as far as like
0: well, even just the Jazz. You talking about the
2: Jazz yeah, and the and Rockets, the Rockets yeah. you know, just in terms of like defensive. Mm -hmm. you know identity the Rockets you know they're that switching defense that gives the Jazz offense fits and they've got guards and the Jazz defense is seemingly lately had a hard time guarding on the perimeter and staying in front of their guys and so it's causing a lot uh, a lot of havoc for the Jazz defense so it, it should be an interesting one tonight and I'm fascinated because of the completely different style than the Spurs and whereas the Spurs have you know they've had they've had the Jazz number the last couple times just by making mid range jumpers. Yeah, and the Jazz aren't I don't know if they're not built to defend that very much, but well, they just have a trouble stopping it, and that's what the Spurs specialize in. So tonight, yeah, it's like forget last night almost entirely.
0: Well, okay, I think back to last year's playoffs when they played the Houston Rockets. Speaking of the Jazz, the Jazz built their lineups to defend against the current iteration of what NBA offenses want to do. Yep. That's defend the three and at the rim. Yep. And Chris Paul last year said, sure, you guys can do that. I'm going to hit 15-foot yeah. jumpers yep. all game all long. All night
2: long, because this is what I've been doing my whole career. And I I love about Chris yeah. Paul is that he doesn't do, like, you know how I hate the floater. Yeah. It's, I hate it so much. Uh, but he, he does that same thing. Distance of shot, correct. But he pulls up for a jumper, and it's a
0: fall away sometimes. And just, yeah. But he's
2: just—you're right—he did that all last. So in the playoffs.
0: He, San Antonio did a similar thing last night. So I feel like the Jazz—they're set up to defend what Houston is bringing in here. In theory, does that make sense? Yeah. They, they should be able to defend against that better than they can defend against San Antonio. You'd like to think that the Jazz defense, though, is malleable enough to defend all comers. They've they built their reputation for years on their defense. This year, they've put out one of the top five offenses, one of the top three offenses in the NBA as a whole. So it's kind of been a, a shift in the identity of the Jazz but I still want to see them get back to some of this defensive identity that they originally were built upon because there have been too many nights this season so far where the Jazz defense, it just feels like, man, where's the bite? Where is the toughness? And that's been lacking.
2: Let me ask you this. Is it possible for this iteration of the Jazz to kind of...
0: Okay, that's a great,
2: reach that because to get that, yeah, because they have you know new personnel means different. Ha- you have to play different style of play. And I, I'm not pointing anybody yeah. out, but I'm saying as a team, the defense has stepped back while the offense has catapulted forward. Correct. Obviously, yes,
0: you're right, and that is a great question. Something I've debated all year long is: can the Jazz defensive identity and the bite and toughness and everything that they built their reputation can it exist with this lineup? Well. My evidence suggests it can't.
2: Yeah, that's what we've seen. Yeah,
0: the the evidence suggests it can't do that.
2: But sometimes, you know, the trade-off is you have one of the best, and statistically, since Jordan Clarkson joined your team, you have the best offense in the NBA.
0: And David Locke yesterday with DJ and PK said that this offense for the Utah Jazz is capable of winning them any game that they play in, just because of how effective it is. But he said... He wants to see the Jazz defense get back to an average level. That he said that would be an accomplishment for them because they'd start winning more games. They were an average defense in the NBA right now. Yeah, I don't think that's a, that's a just in me speaking as a guy who's watched the Jazz for years and years and years under Quinn Snyder. That shouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. But as I just said, the evidence points to maybe it's not possible.
2: Yeah, they are uh, ninth in defensive rating.
0: And okay, that's not bad, but this is a team that has been one. And that's on
2: the season, and that's so.
0: that's that's one. They've been one, two in those defensive ratings most years in terms of one of the best defenses in the in the in the league. So, I know that and the, they are, are yeah. uh,
2: not to interrupt you, yeah. but they are. Let's see, uh, right now eighth in the NBA in offense. Okay, but if we go, I don't know, last when was the, I'll go last fifteen games. Okay, uh, they're seventh in offensive rating. And fourteenth uh, in defensive rating in the last 14, okay. in the last fifteen, so a little bit of a slippage like you're talking yeah. about in that defensive rating. So
0: I just, to me, I'd like to think that the Jazz could be better defensively, but we have seen games this season that suggest completely otherwise,
2: and I don't think like as people who watch the jazz and as fans of the jazz you know that's what you're used to yes which I don't think so I don't think you're like wrong and say oh I wish they could find it because that's what since Quinn Snyder has been on the he's uh, figured it out he's figured out a super solid defensive structure and they obviously it helps to have Rudy and they put the offense together to make it work sometimes you know there's trade-offs and that's the beauty of building a team is it's every year it's constant evolution
0: what are you what what are you capable of gaining versus what you're giving up yes and that's it's it, it's a fine balance. There's no doubt about it. Because you look at what Houston's doing. Houston traded away Clint Capella because they understood it was going to unlock what Russell Westbrook could do and make him most effective. That's a credit to them. They they made a trade off here that appears to have they went un- all in on it. Yeah, and they've and they've unlocked their offense. So that's yep. a credit to them in that regard. I just. I'm hopeful that Quinn Snyder and his staff can figure something out that can salvage some of these nights that the Jazz struggle on defense. Because it's not that they struggle every game on defense, but last night in particular was a game that you just felt like in the second half, you're like, there's no chance these guys are coming back. And that's that's the disappointing part if you're a Jazz fan sitting there, you're like, you don't feel like your team has hope in a
2: game like that. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of a weird series against the Rockets this season. Yeah. Obviously, you had the boy on. Uh, winner, game yeah. winner, and then don't forget the last time the Rockets were here, Eric Gordon went off for fifty, and say, James yeah. Harden, Russell Westbrook, Clint Capella didn't play. Mm-hmm. So watch tonight, Jeff Green come in here and hit a game winner, <laughs> something like DeMari that. Carroll, yeah, something. something like that. Like I just, I get the feeling every time the Rockets play, there's going to be something interesting that's going on, and with the Jazz and the Rockets, it yeah. just seems to be one of those matchups that, you know, they get the best of each other sometimes. But the Rockets have in the playoffs, obviously.
0: And that's the fun thing about this series is it's been a lot of fun stuff yeah. this season. But Houston is just—it's like the four-letter word for Jazz fans when they hear the Houston Rockets are playing the Jazz for some reason. Right? And I and I Which get four-letter it. word is that? Well, it's not. we it's FCC violation. Oh, okay, so. okay. <laughs> We're not going to say that on the air, but crap. Yeah, they're with oh, crap. That's okay. A good one. But I just I I'm excited for tonight's game. I'm hopeful that the Jazz uh, kind of took their lumps last night and they come out motivated tonight, mm-hmm. but it is a tough tough turnaround to face off against Houston on a on a back-to-back.
2: Big game tonight. Make sure you catch it here on the Zone Sports Network as you can catch every Jazz game here on the Zone. Uh, Jake Scott will have the pregame for you and Of course, David Locke with Ron Boone on the call for that game. So stick around for that. That gets underway at 6 o'clock is your pregame coverage here on The Zone. All right, coming up on the other side, we wrap things up here on the Saturday show on The Zone Sports Network.
3: The weekend is here, and we're breaking down the teams that you're
0: passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: All right, wrap
2: things up here on the Saturday show. Uh, Big thanks to Brian Brown and Johnny Lightfoot today for their hard work behind the glass and working together, Uh, enjoying some football and urologist talk today.
0: (laughs) That's going to be the highlight of the show, isn't it?
2: Look, nothing sounds more painful than what that young man, well, I mean, there's a lot out there that's painful, but... That at that moment, but just doing what you're 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 falling down through, in the middle of air. You've just jumped
0: fifteen plus feet in the air, and the pole you used to propel yourself up in the air decides to impale you. Yeah, in the nether region.
2: And I'm I'm not arguing if one thing in life is more painful than another. No, but I will say every every guy who saw that went mm-hmm. ooh,
0: yeah, well, it made you cringe. Yes, it did. Yeah,
2: it, I'll never watch it again. I watched it once on accident. Nope. i also don't think urology is something that you really want to keep in the family either yeah yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying not particularly no No family involved in my family jules (laughs) yes okay there you go and with that (laughs) that's a great line with that top roper out of brian we will say goodbye today (laughs) and uh stay don't forget you've got the jazz game tonight that'll be on 1280 975 the zone second game yeah. of a back-to-back, also second game of their five-game homestand, important five-game homestand.
0: And guess who's the studio analyst tonight?
2: It is one Patrick Kinahan, yeah. I believe.
0: I'm going to have all the hot takes tonight. Yep. It should be fun. PK's always fun.
2: Yeah, PK's always a great I work time. with
0: him daily, so I, I know him a little differently than I people. see him in the
2: halls when he says something mean to me on my way. No, just kidding. I know, but he's just... Just kidding. He's he's fun.
0: He, that's the biggest yeah, thing about Yeah, it'll be fun. fun. Yeah, It'll
2: mm-hmm. be fun tonight, so uh, we will uh, have that coverage all night long as well as uh, Jake will do down there like I said at BYU. Mm-hmm. So uh any final words today on the show?
0: Uh go Jazz. When you got to win tonight.
2: Gotta. Yeah, it just it's a good one. It feels like Good game, plus you got Phoenix on Monday. Yes. which could propel you into that Boston game on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, exactly. So win a game Which should be a sold out game. It should be, absolutely. Well, I think every one of them should be. Yeah,
2: they're probably all sold
0: out. Well, the Jazz are rolling right now. Yes, they are. Despite all of our belly aching about last night, And I believe
2: game, Mike Conley will be back tonight as well.
0: He's expected to be.
2: So he sat last night. Sweet. So all we'll right. see what happens. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Brian, for Johnny, for Jake. I'm Adrian. We're saying good night and good afternoon here on the Saturday show. Good day, guten tag, whatever. Yeah. We'll talk to you next week here on the Zone Sports Network.